Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> there is a ball. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est bon. Ce sera la victoire des Canadiens. pour les Canadiens. Le 23e de l'histoire. You found the dogs. John, you found the dogs. He found the dogs. And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground. Your premier gaming destination. It's going to be sick. Aaron Arrow, the sick podcast on this Tuesday, November 7th. It is five minutes past 10 p.m. Eastern, and we go live with former Montreal Canadian Maxime Lapierre. Max, what's going on? Salut, mon Tony. All right, Max. Uh, we knew it was a big one tonight. The Canadians tried to redeem themselves, of course, after losing on Saturday night in St. Louis versus the Blues. The game before that, they were in Arizona, lost that one versus the Coyotes. The game before that one, they were in Vegas versus the Golden Knights, lost that one. We know it's going to be a very, very busy month of November. We know it's going to be a difficult month of November. But now, Max, it's three straight losses in a row versus teams that played the night before, Tampa Bay was in Toronto last night. St. Louis had played the night before. Arizona had played the night before. Look, we know there's no easy games in the National Hockey League, Max, but you're supposed to have an advantage when you take on a team that's playing two games and two nights and some travel included. I get it. They're not flying over from Russia, but it's still two games <laughs> and two nights, travel included. Yeah, well, I think... Uh... Tampa Bay didn't look tired, first of all, tonight. They're, <laughs> they look pretty in sync. They look pretty fast. Uh, and it's all about the start. When you play a team that played the night before, you need a first good 10 minutes. And we were down one nothing after 26 seconds. So uh, that was it right there. If you have, you want to have the chance to play against a team that, that's playing back-to-back, you got to strike right away. We didn't. And then you're just chasing the game. And the easiest thing when you're tired is to just... Be calm and play safe defensively and not take any risk. Play a good road game, and you're just going to win the game without even sweating. Yeah, hey, Max, the Tampa Bay Lightning are the team in the National Hockey League that has scored the most goals in the first period, and that would include the four that they scored tonight. It didn't take long. 22 seconds in, it's Nikita Kucherov with a shot that goes upstairs and beats Jake Allen. I think it was I think it was Gallagher, correct me if I'm wrong, who was trying to get back on Kucherov. 
who was left unattended his 10th of the year. And then, you know, the 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 Tampa Bay Lightning, they they pass it around like the, the Harlem Globetrotters, and it goes from Hedman to Stamkos, a shot, and the rebound goes right to Nick Paul. He makes it 2 nothing. That's seven minutes later. A couple of minutes after that, the Tampa Bay Lightning are on the power play, and Sorelli wins a big draw. I believe it was off Suzuki, and the puck goes to uh, Bade Boulet on the right side, who takes a uh, shot pass d- towards the net. It goes off of Michael Matheson and past Jake Allen. And four minutes after that, um, Essimont is able to get by Matheson first, then Tanner Pearson, and he catches Jake Allen slouching down a little bit and says, you know what? Even from a bad angle, let me try and put it up and over his shoulder. He did that, and Marty St. Louis had seen enough. Jake Allen gave up four goals in the first 13 minutes and 50 seconds of the game. Give me your thoughts on that. Well, he was unbelievable until tonight. I think uh, Allen had a... It's tough for me to say he had a tough game because did you watch the puck movement? Like, it's it's tough for a goalie. Was Was it his best performance? Obviously not. That was a tough night, but uh, I think it was a tough night overall. You cannot give those type of scoring chances against a team like Tampa Bay. Uh, and, Tony, let, let's just look at the whole game. Yeah. Can you really say that we had a chance against that team playing like that tonight? Like, No. And The first start- period, Max, was the Harlem Globetrotters versus the Washington Generals. The first period. Exactly. And, yeah, we played better after. And, yeah, credit to the Canadians. They showed character against a good team. But I'm watching the game against... Tampa. I'm watching the game against uh, Arizona. I'm watching against St. Louis, and remember the game against the the Wild Minnesota. Yeah, I'm starting to see a little something here, and it's it's starting it's starting to worry me a little bit. You know, like I know we have a great bright future on defense and all that, but I'm looking at a, uh, at our forwards, and I'm starting to think about a lack of speed and heaviness the, the the way we're playing i'm not talking about big guys i'm talking about heavy stick protecting the puck these type of things you know and if you go through our lineup right now yeah. suzuki suzuki great player not yeah. that fat not that not a speedster you know no then no. You, you look at slavkowski he's going to be good not a speedster caulfield agile and quick but not a speedster in the straight line then dvorak slow armia slow pearson not that bad. Monahan, not a speedster. Evans, okay. Like I think he's okay, but since all the yeah. injuries, he's, he's not a speedster. So I'm sorry. I'm I'm starting to see a serious lack of speed. And when you're not fast and you're not big at the same time, how are you going to win hockey games in this league? You have how, to be smart. You know, you have to be smart and very very talented. And right now, it's a tough mix. So I think. Hughes did and Gorton they did a great job building a strong defense core for the future. Now we have some serious work to do as as the forward position. I think we need to go get big guys that can skate, and we need to get people that play heavy. When I mean heavy, that doesn't mean Luchik heavy, and that doesn't mean guys that are hitting like uh, Wilson and Washington. That means guys mm-hmm. that are it's tough to get the puck away from them, and it's not like a one shot deal. And we get out of the offensive zone. We need these type of players. Drafting them, and we need free agents. If we want to take the next steps, next step, no choice. Yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately, he struggles with a tremendous amount. He struggles immensely with consistency. 
but Josh Anderson is the type of player that you're talking about. But Josh Anderson at 29 years of age and 500 games in the National Hockey League at this point, he is who he is. I mean, he's not going to change. That's who he is. And who he is is a player who, you know, is very effective when he's in the mood. And when he's not in the mood, he's just less effective. And unfortunately, he's not in the mood all that often. You know, Mar Marty, St. Louis was talking about the old ways story, and it was a, a yeah, great yeah. way to talk about Slavkovsky. Well, we need a little bit of ways situation with Anderson. He's got everything. He's got every every tool necessary. He's fast. He's got a good shot. He hits hard, and he's tough. Now, can we bring new routes for him, a few routes that he's going to use more often instead of that same routes that he always does that ends up on his back end, dying in the left corner or behind the net? Get, go wide on the right side, take a low blocker shot once in a while. Go in the middle of the ice, shoot and drive the net once in a while. You know, like he needs yeah. like to change a little bit his game, like not not change everything, but it doesn't work anymore. Teams they know what he's doing. You know, at the beginning it was working. He's coming, new team, new new challenges, new way to play. Change something. <laughs> like you got every every. It doesn't work right now. Change yeah. something. It's not about our, like he's working hard to me. Like he's not yeah. lazy on the ice. It's okay. just okay. Let, let's let's backtrack if we can. Actually, why don't yeah. we do this? Okay, why don't yeah. we do this? All right, let's show the lineup. Agnello had brought it up with Sammy and Master Control. Let's bring it back up if we can. Suzuki with Slavkowski on the right and Caulfield on the left. Mm -hmm. Monahan with Gallagher on the right and Pearson on the left. Dvorak, who scored a beautiful goal by the way yeah. late in the game, I think with 18 seconds left. I think my son's not going to be happy with that one because I think he had the under eight or under seven and a half. But anyway, <laughs> Dvorak with Anderson on his right, Newhook on his left, Evans uh, with Armia on his right and Pozzetta on his left. Hmm. On defense, Matheson, Harris, Gouli, Barron, Jackai, Kovacevic, and Jake Allen got the starting goal and was pulled after the first four goals. Let's keep this up for a second. I thought there was something that was very odd going into tonight's game and... It looked really odd during the game. They did not play well together during the game. Maybe it wouldn't have made a difference if they would have been split up. But I found it odd that Marty St. Louis took the two defensemen who have the worst plus-minus on the team, minus eight for Matheson going into the game and minus eight for Harris going into the game, who have struggled as of late, especially Matheson. I'm convinced that something is up, and he's not at 100%. It can't be. He's too far off from the defenseman that we saw late in the season last year. There's something wrong. But anyway, I thought that was odd to put two struggling defensemen together. Yeah, but it was a tough choice. If you look at the... I think maybe I'm wrong, but right now I like what the direction Baron is taking. I think he's going in the right direction as a young player evolving in the game. He's not perfect. Obviously, he's defensively needs to improve, but I like his skating. I like the way he skates with his head up. I, I like his creativity on the ice. I think Goulet is probably our best defenseman overall. So they're doing well. You don't want to change anything if you're seeing a progression. Then you got Jack Eye. Uh, the only guys you really can change right now is Iris and Kovacevic and that was I think that's that was the only option to try something new uh Madison is having a tough time right now I think the reason why you would put a guy like Harris is because he's got good skating and obviously Madison is hurt you cannot go from dominating like you did in training camp get in yeah. come back and do that many mistakes I think it's just natural that he's playing 100% he's injured so How do you cover for a guy that's slowing down? You try to get a young guy that can skate and that 
is not taking risk. For me, that's Harris. If if you look at plus and minuses for me, it's a tough stats to look at when you're playing in a bad team. And I don't really look at that. I look at the way they act on the ice. Harris, overall, I think in the future, is a very safe defenseman. Don't like that, right? No, no. Listen, uh, I, I I'm still looking at it, and I'm thinking Kovacevic, Harris, and I'm thinking that you know, look, hindsight is twenty twenty, but I think it would have made more sense to have Kovacevic with Matheson and have Harris with Jacki. But anyway, uh, I, I digress. Probably, okay. probably, but they want to change something. You're going to see more changes now. We're losing. You yeah, let, let's let's take a look at okay, so. Uh, Period number one, Tampa Bay scores the fourth goal, or the four goals. Did I miss something here about a timeout? Did I miss something? After the fourth goal? After the third goal? The third goal? Uh, I don't know, Tony. That's uh, that's a good question. Timeouts for me are, anyway, as a player, when I, when the coach would take a timeout, it's just like routine. You're... There's nothing that's really been being said, you know. I think think about it. There's five guys on the ice. You, if you want, you can talk for five minutes to all the other guys on the bench and send your message, right? The only thing you need to do is when the other five guys are coming, you say what you just said and let's go. You know, I think the the goalie change. I would have done it maybe earlier after the third goal, but hey, I'm not the coach. You want to give a chance to your veteran that has been doing well since a a long time. Well, not a long time, but since the beginning of the year, and that's it. There's What are you going to say? Guys, they're they're faster, they're bigger, and like the Canadians, it's not about competing tonight. They're just not there skill-wise. I know. So, so look, I'm going to tell you this, all right? As you know, uh, I was all for the rebuild, and I still am. So I'm not going to turn back on that. I think it's I think it's the absolute right thing to do. The challenge, and it comes with challenges, okay? And I go back to last season where Marty St. Louis, and God bless him for being honest and transparent, he said, we don't have the standings in the locker room. Okay, we don't have that. We don't. Our goal is to get better individually and as a group every day. It's not about where the standings are. The challenge is, is that a timeout, for example, is a tool that can be used. It's a tool in your toolbox and you decide whether or not you want to use it. And you obviously can. You can use it once again. Okay. But if you're always looking and saying rebuild, 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 I mean, a loss tonight is not the end of the world. I mean, we don't expect to win the Stanley Cup anyway. Nobody had us making the playoffs going into the season. Hmm. But if you always have that, are you you as a coach still really coaching to the most of your ability? And you as players, are you still playing to the most of your ability? Well, Tony, I think there's a speech that is, you know, like me, you have a lot of experience. There's a speech for the media and there's a speech for the dressing room. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 best way to calm the fans and the media is to go out there and say, we're not talking about playoffs and we have no expectations. End of discussion. Discussion. In the room, you close the door and say, we better do better than last year. We better be good. And we're aiming for the eighth spot and make the playoff. <laughs> it's that simple. You know, like... You cannot go out there and say we're aiming for a second place. People are going to look at you like, okay, well, you don't know your team. You have it's tough to be honest and to push your players at the same time. So, and I'm sorry to tell you the news because you're more on the media side. But there's two speeches. Yeah. There's there's the one for the the newspaper and there's the one for the players. And sometimes right. they're totally the opposite. I, I hear you, my man. All right, okay. 
Uh, a second period that uh, we did not see much, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, but on to the third period. Uh, well, Nick, uh, Jake Allen, of course, comes out after four goals. Samuel Montembeau comes in, made some pretty big saves. I thought yeah. his biggest one was off of Braden Point, which was a beautiful pass from Kucherov to Braden Point, and he brings yeah. it to his backhand, and Montembeau sticks his pad out. In uh, in period number three, Suzuki gets a power play goal assisted by Monaghan and Caulfield. You know, that shot, this kid's shot is... It's better than I think he thinks. Yeah, it's a good shot. It's a good shot. But right now, we're so focused on making Caulfield score 50 goals that we forget there's four other players on the ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, he's a good player. He's a passer. Shoot once in a while. And the next game, people are going to go on you a little more. Then you pass the puck to Caulfield. It's that simple. He's got to trust his shot more. He's a good player. He's got a good shot. And on the yeah. opposite side, Caulfield's got to find him once in a while as well. Caulfield cannot just shoot from everywhere. You know, he's a, he's a shooter, but he's a playmaker as well. 34 seconds after Suzuki scores, uh, Pizzetta jumps on a rebound and he scores. And the score is four to two. And you send me a text message uh, basically to say, you know, the Canadians are going to be coming on now type of thing. But unfortunately, they get into penalty trouble here. And there's a penalty in period number three. Yep. After Pozzetta scores at the 7.24 mark to narrow the lead to 4-2, um, Jackye gets four minutes for roughing and Tanner Janot gets two minutes. Hmm. Uh, that power play that Tampa Bay went on, they didn't score, but it killed all the momentum that the Canadians had. And based on what I'm getting here from Master Control, because Marty St. Louis had a chance to talk after the game. St. Louis was not very happy with Arbor Jackeye's penalty. What the what did we talk about, Tony, the last time I came here talking with you? Do you remember? I said it's good what he's doing, Jackeye, to build his reputation in the league. But at one point, when the game is on the line, he's going to have to take the decision that it's tough, but you're going to have to wait for next game because your team might need that point tonight. Did we not talk about that? Yes, but, you know, I can really appreciate your talk about the locker room that you gave me a couple of minutes ago. Yeah. And God knows if there's somebody who knows it's you who's been there, done that, even yep. played in Game Seven of a Stanley Cup final, and and I obviously the furthest thing from it. But I just, I get the feeling once again, look at all these penalties they're taking, right? Yep. I get the feeling that a big part of the lack of discipline is – because they're in a rebuild. They've turned the corner, but nobody expects them. You know what I mean? I just find. Yeah, Tony, I disagree with that. Really? Like, yeah. I know where you're going with the, yeah. the all expectations. And do you think guys that have families, that have contracts, that have careers, they, they're not going to give the best they have every night? Like, do you think they care about rebuilding or not? They care about their salary, their pockets. They care about their career. They're going to do everything possible to have success to stay in the NHL. How, so about, the not, guys, not, how about the guys with long-term contracts? It's the same. You, you don't want to you don't want to play badly and get shipped in another team in a rebuild in two years when it's time to win. You know, like you you always have to to play well as a player in the NHL. If it doesn't mean because you try that it, it's working, but I've never seen a player come in the room and say, "Well, we're done. We're done." Like you're playing for honor. Like you know, like. 
maybe it doesn't show or you, it's hard to tell when you watch the game. But players, they play for themselves as well. Every single player in that dressing room is, is a company. And you have to manage your company, your own little private company, as well as you manage your teammates. You know, like you have to take care of your company. PME. PME. Exactly. It's too short, too short of a of a career. It's too you can lose your job like that. You can get bought out. You never know what's gonna happen. You have to play well for yourself. And I know, I know that you're hearing people saying that it's not a development uh, league. It's not a, a, a league for rebuilds and all that, but that's not true. Look around. Every year since 100 years has been team rebuilding and playing young guys. You know, like it's there's nothing new here. It's just it's the first time that we're doing it for real in Montreal. That's the first time in a long time. So you, disagree, so you disagree with Andre Tourigny, who says the National Hockey League is a results league. It's not a development league. Well... Obviously, it's important for me to mention Andre was my coach in Midget AAA for two years. He's a good friend. I talk with him. I love Andre. I think he's going to be the coach of the Montreal Canadiens one day. We, I think I we both. So. I think I we agree so. on that. If you know, like, it's easy for me to say, okay, well, it's a results league, and nobody except not having result perfect. But there's some teams that are getting. Why are some teams getting bad contracts just to fit on the salary cap? You know. Like, why do you have that Souk and you have all those Weber? And why do you have all these contracts in your organization if you're doing everything possible to win? You know, like, I think that's worse than playing a young guy. All right. For the second straight game, Uri Slavkowski played on the line with Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield. On Saturday night in St. Louis, he had over 18 minutes of ice time. The line did extremely well in terms of uh, being in the offensive zone, trying to generate scoring chances, shots towards the goal. Tonight, the line was up tough because, of course, they went up against pretty good players on the other team. Hmm. Nick Suzuki did have his goal, but he finished with a minus one, 40% in the circle, almost 22 minutes of action. Cole Caulfield had 18.57. He had an assist. He was even. And Uri Slavkowski, 16-16, he had um, one shot on goal and was a minus one in the hockey game. What did you think of Slavkowski tonight with uh, Suzuki and Caulfield? There's there's things that I like. Obviously, I always keep in mind he's a young guy and it's a long process. I think that's all been said, blah, blah, blah. It's been a few few months now. Now I'm starting to see what I want him to improve. You know, like tonight, let's say somebody cuts his route. I want him to move his feet. I want him to get out of there. I want you to get open somewhere else. You know, like I don't want him to be a, like a one and done player. I, like you're going left, the D cuts your route. Well, get out of there, buddy. Like go go somewhere else. Go in the middle. Get open somewhere else, and like be a little like let's go. It's go time. You know, don't just. I'm not saying he's lazy, but don't just follow the motion. You know, like it's you can be a leader on your line as well. You don't have to just follow Suzuki and Caulfield and. Take control. Like he's got the skill. What I what I think he's improved a lot since last year is when he's get the puck, he's got the puck. He doesn't try to do it too fast. His play now, like he's, he's putting his head up. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. That's a that's a good step for him. Uh, I think he's going to the net more, even if sometimes it gets boxed out because obviously he's a little younger. He's not there maturity wise for his strength. Um, his shot, I think, is he's starting. I know he still cannot take a shot the way he wants to take a shot because he mm -hmm. always has a stick on stick, but 
I see it like a little improvement. It's coming soon. He's going to be able to to quick release soon. It's it's coming. But defensively, you know what? Defensively, people are going to say it's tough for him, but it's a tough system to play. Like when you play like basically man on man and you're following players everywhere in your zone, if you're a young kid and you're starting to see crisscrosses and players are looking around and there's a guy falling, like that's a tough system to play. It is what it is for this year, but I'm still patient, Tony. I'm still, yeah. I'm still patient. No, no, like and listen, I, I said this, I, I, I've said it uh, earlier today on BPM Spar and I said it earlier this evening as well. On TV Aspar, I believe if you're going to give someone a chance, you give them a real one, right? Giving them a game or two doesn't make sense. No, five games, ten games. I'm willing to give them ten games. I'm willing to give them ten games with Caulfield and Suzuki, and at the end of those ten games, we take a look, we break it down, and we say, okay, you know, uh, does he have chemistry with them? Did he look better? Did he look like he belonged? How did he do offensively? How did he do defensively? What was his plus minus? What was their course? You know, did he pick up any points? Did he pick up any goals? Was he going to the net? Was he making better yeah. reads? I mean, everything that goes into it, you you put it all on the table, and then you decide what the next step's going to be at that yeah. point. But you know, you that's know, one a serious th- shot, right? You, you know, one thing I don't like, Tony, is and obviously every team has a game plan, but I don't like where he stands in the in the power play. Like he's a he's a big boy. He's starting in the NHL. Go in front periphery? of the net. periphery player. No, but I don't like that he's like the the half wall guy on the power play. Like he's yeah, you know, like be it's either in front of the net or bumper for him for now. When he's got like top-notch confidence and experience, then put in the half wall. Maybe he's got a great one-timer and he's going to take control of the puck. But for now, he needs ice time and he needs to be in a situation when it where it's not too complicated. And he, yeah. he can count like right now at this stage, power plays for confidence, for good ice time touches. Yeah. Like you're in front of the net, you tip one goes in. Well, one more goal, I feel good about yeah. myself. Like we give him the puck. <laughs> like I he's not you. the guy but to control the puck right now. Max, as you know. Going to the net, it hurts sometimes. Yeah. Are you at all worried? No. About that part of his game? No. In in terms of the willingness to pay the price? No. You know why? Because often in my career, I heard like people, whatever it's coaches, teammates, or fans, or media say, talk about a player. I'm not talking about Slavkowski. Or they would say, Mm -hmm. he doesn't go in front of the net. He's scared. That's not true. I don't think nobody is scared in the NHL. Yes, there's some more courageous players and all that, but it's a technique and it's very tough to get in front of the net. It's not about I'm tough. It's about I'm strong. I know when to position myself. I know when the D is not going to look or turn or block my route. And it's there's a special technique to be square in front of the goalie. Best example, Corey Perry, Brendan Gallagher. They know exactly when to turn. When the D is going to try to push you and use their power like to help yourself, it's it's an art. I think you need to be a certain type of player to be able to read all this, and it comes with experience. Mm-hmm. You know, like just think about Slavkowski in the past. Plays in junior or plays in Finland, whatever, goes in front of the net, just needs to to bump the guy. He's bigger than everyone. Now you're playing with strong players, smart players, veteran players that, that have all the techniques in the world, little mm-hmm. Little poke behind your knee, you lose balance. Like little push right when the shot is coming, cannot tip the puck as you're falling forward. You know, all these little th- little things, he needs to learn. And the only way he's going to learn is by playing. Played 51 games so far in the NHL. Yeah. Not even close to a full season. 
I want to bring up the schedule for the month of November. All right, if we can, here we go. We have it. All right. That's me, by the way, writing in because it hadn't been updated yet on the Canadians.com app, right? So November was the the 3-2 loss versus Arizona in Arizona, the 6-3 loss in St. Louis, and the 5-3 loss here on home ice versus Tampa. Thursday night, they're in Detroit, and then they're going to return for four straight games at home, two and 24 hours, Saturday and Sunday at 7 p.m., Boston and Vancouver, couple of nights after that, they're playing the Calgary Flames, which is going to be their third game in four nights. And then a couple of nights after that, they're going to host Vegas, which is going to be their fourth game in six nights. I believe their fifth game in like, uh, what is it? Eight nights or whatever it is. Okay. The game versus Detroit. I'm, I'm looking at social media right now. I'm looking at Twitter. And you see St. Louis saying everywhere he did not like Jack Eye's penalty. That's the one when the Canadians had the momentum. They were getting back in the game. They narrowed the lead to 4-2. And right after that, he tries to settle a score with Janot because maybe the fight that they had probably didn't go exactly the way he would have wanted it to. Mm-hmm. How in everyone talks about the fact that they need Jack Eye in the lineup. Mm-hmm. But not to the point where you can't make him a healthy scratch to pay for his indiscipline. Like, would you make him a healthy scratch in Detroit? Uh, right now, I would have a, I would have a serious meeting with him, and that's. I, I, it's important for me to mention he's probably my favorite player. I love the way he plays, but let's not forget in all the, all the the aura that he has around him that he's the sheriff and the big guy and strong and be there for his teammate. He's still a very young defenseman, and he's still yeah. learning. He's still learning. You know, he's you cannot treat him like a veteran. Because he needs to learn the game as well. He's not very much older than Safkovsky. You know, like he's he's a very young guy. Meet with him. Be fair with him. Because just the fact that he does a lot of good things for the team. And you know he's got the team right here in his heart. Yeah. Just meet with him. Say, listen, we won't accept that anymore. Like, I respect what you do. It's a very tough job. I wouldn't do it. Because that's probably the toughest job in the NHL. But when the game is on the line, I cannot tolerate that anymore. Pick your spot and make sure you pick it the right way. And that's and it. and and if then, you want to get back at yeah. uh, Tanner Janot because you didn't like the way the first one ended, you might have to bite the bullet and it might not yeah, be tonight exactly. and you're going to have to wait till the next game. He's going to learn that he's going to know leaving the office that, okay, that was my warning before I'm getting LT scratch. It happened to me, Tony. It happened to me with Alain Vigneault. That was my coach in junior. That was a good guy with me. Always took care of me in my career. I played for him in Vancouver. And he would tell me. I, uh, he would call me son. Son, two more games like that, you're going to have to be LT scratch. Come on, buddy. You get you got to get out of the hole right now. So what do you think I was doing? I was going in the room. I was like, this guy is fair to me. I'm going to play better and I won't be LT scratch. Never got LT scratch. It's okay to be honest with your players. You don't always need to be like the big guy saying you're out. You know, like it's okay to speak with the players. All right. Okay. So why don't we do this? Let's open up the phone lines. Let's open them up right now. And uh, I think, you know what? If you want us to have a question for Max, we're going to go for it. Let's Let's take some calls. You call. Presented by Playground. 
585-7425 is the number, one 585 sick sick Of course, the numbers are toll-free. And yellow, Sammy, and Juliana, and Master Control, when calls come in, get to them. If you can, by the way, the phone lines, listen, we open up the phone lines to everyone, but I'm going to say, like, I, I, I don't want to say the word preference, but how about I say the word priority? We're going to give priority to people in Montreal. If somebody calls, if two people call at the same time, but by all means, if you're in a town, trust me, I will take your call. Also, if English is your second language and French is your first language and you want to speak to us in French and ask your question in French and converse in French, you are welcome to do so and we will have that conversation in French. And then for the benefit of everyone watching in English, I will translate in English, all right? And if you have any questions, Aniello and Sammy, you can bring them up, the questions here on screen as well, and uh, and we will get to those. Okay, but before we get to the phone lines, um, Thursday night in Detroit, the season started October 11th. Thursday night will be November 9th. We're going to be a couple of days short of one month. The Canadians chose to go with three goalies. Caden Primo has played one game. His game that he played was more than two weeks ago. Do it all come back with Caden Primo, seeing as Jake Allen dropped the ball? Montembeau came in, played well, Montembeau did when he came in. Mind you, I think Tampa Bay took the pedal off the metal a little bit. Would you at all come back with Caden Primo? Yes or no, and why? Uh. Because I don't know he's what not going to play Saturday versus Boston. I don't know what they're going to do, Tony. But for me, it's all about you know. I know everybody's got to manage their own business, like the the managers, and it's all about the team. But at the same time, you have to be concerned a little bit about people's career. You cannot have a young guy not playing. So I don't care what they do if they trade him, if they put him in the minors, or whatever. But you got you got to let a guy build his own career, and he's not going to do that eating popcorn. So let's all agree that he needs to play in whatever team, whatever league. But you got to respect that at one point. I don't know what the plan is, if they have something cooking right now and they, they're just about to make the move, but this guy needs to play soon. I think I think they want to trade Allen and they're waiting for the right time. We know he's got a contract of 3.8 something million per season yeah. this year and next year. I, I think they were hoping that he was going to have a, a great game. If I was yeah. them, though, and trading Allen is part of your plan, I'd pick my spots as to where I'd play him. I mean, I'd play him more in Detroit than I would versus Tampa. Yeah, but when if the other team that wants to get a good veteran goalie, they want to see if he's ready to play against a good team. They don't care if he's playing the Sharks, Tony. <laughs> I, 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 I understand that. But you know what? You can try and, uh, you know, you have, to, you have, to, you have yeah. to soup up those stats, I guess, right? Justin is in Montreal. Justin, you are on the line with me, Marinaro, but more importantly, my guest tonight, former Montreal Canadian from La Poche Bleue, Maxime Lapierre. What's going on, Justin? Hey, Tony. Hey, Max. It's hey, Justin. Pleasure, guys. How's, how's the night, guys? How's the night? Phenomenal. Okay, good stuff. Look, I'm calling in because tonight I'm absolutely frustrated. I'm frustrated for two reasons and two reasons only. One being... I was honestly pretty disappointed with Josh Anderson tonight. And I know we've been disappointed with Josh Anderson night after night. And I think it's one thing when it comes to his offensive capabilities, 
But at the end of the day, the fact that he wasn't able to get the puck out of the zone in key moments was honestly brutal. And I know you guys talked shortly about his impact tonight, but I wanted to hear a little bit more about what you guys thought in terms of where his game is going, what he brings to the table, and, what he's, and, and, and what's the deal with him? Is it something where MSL is going to have to sit him down and have a legitimate talk? Because I think it's getting a little bit out of time how negatively he's impacting some of the younger players on this team. Max? Well, I, let's uh, let's go step by step here. I think uh, I know 100% for a fact that he's a great teammate and guys love him and he's well-respected in the dressing room. That being out of the way, uh, I think for him, it's about finding... We, we've been talking about chairs all year. Marty St. Louis, everybody needs to find the right chair. I feel like he doesn't know in what chair he belongs right now. Like he's he's got it's pretty the tools. obvious, Max. It's obvious, but the, it's not a top two line chair. No, exactly. He needs a plan, and he needs he needs to forget that he scored 27, 28 goals in this league, and he needs to look at himself in the mirror and say, "I'm a grinder. I'm a big guy that can hit and score once in a while." But the first thing in his mind should be to be good on the forecheck, hit, and be sound defensively. Then go from there. I think I feel like right now his his focus is okay. Tonight I'm gonna I'm gonna score a goal. We don't need your goals, bud. We need you to be the fastest and hardest hitter in our team for now. That's my opinion. No, I'm I'm totally in agreement. I think I think he, he needs to find his place, right? Like you said, everyone has a place on this team, and he needs to realize that you know you're not you're not a first line winger. You're not a second line winger. Maybe you'll be a a, a good third line winger on a good hockey team. And uh, if I had time, guys, one more thing about Jacki. Um, you know what? The, the thing is, is that I, I, I agree with you guys. I think that he could have taken a, a step back, realized that it wasn't the time and place to take that roughing penalty on Janah. But I don't know if it's worth benching. And I, I know you guys talked about maybe potentially being a healthy scratch. Um, I, just, I just don't know if it merits that. And, and truthfully, I think that he brings a lot to the table. I think his offensive game has improved significantly. Yeah, but hold on, Justin, Justin, Justin. If Arbor Jacki was Raymond Bork... And tonight he made a mistake and his indiscipline cost him. I say to you, no, no, Jack Eye has to play the next game. And I want to say this with the utmost respect to Jack Eye here, okay? I mean, if he goes out of the lineup and someone else comes back in, I mean, it's he's got his limitations. I mean, uh, we can we can we can love him all we want. He could be Maxim Lapierre's favorite player because you know he's he's got a huge heart and he'll defend his teammates. At the end of the day. Best case scenario, he's a five, right? Max, I, I'm, right? I'm not. Go ahead, Max. I'm. You know what? Yes, but I I can see a, a potential if he focus on other things a little bit. I'm not saying he's going to be a one-two, but I could see him becoming uh, like a good D, a good D to play with an offensive guy and protect him like defensively at one point and all that. I think right now he's trying to be the sheriff. You need to also to be a hockey player because he's got good skills. You know who was a little bit of a sheriff when he came into the Canadians and then he developed his skills and became a pretty valuable player on the team was Odeline. You know, right? But- on that 93 Cup team, Lyle Odeline played big-time hockey for the Canadians in those playoffs. Yeah, but when, when you look at a player, Tony, you start with his personal skills. Can he skate? For a big guy? Yeah. Yes. Can he shoot? 
Yeah. He's one, he's he, one of, he shoots he's one at of, 99 miles per hour. He's one of the best defensemen to find a shooting lane. Can you do a good first pass? Yes. When he closes the book of playing hockey and he's looking, he's head on thing, he's looking for a fight and he's looking to be the sheriff, it's tough to play both worlds at the same time. You know? Yeah. That's it. He's going to find the right balance. He's a young guy. I'm not, if there's one guy I'm not worried about because of his intentions, it's Jack Eye. Back to the phone lines we go. And this time, thank you, Justin, for your call. We appreciate it. Thank you. But we have to get to other calls, of course. We are going to go to Nova Scotia. And I'm going to go to Frank. Frank, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's going on, Frank? Max hey, LaPierre Frank. is I'm on with you. Ask away. Uh, well, the thing, I, the way I look at it is, yeah, Jack, I, he, he hurt the team a little bit tonight. But the thing is, Short term, he hurt the team, I think. But long term, I think I know he, he he was chasing around looking for for the rematch or whatever. But uh, I think that's kind of a good thing because if if you don't have that, then you have what you what we seen in Toronto like a week ago when or not a week ago, but you know when Marshawn basically challenged the whole bench and and there wasn't one one soul on that team that that did anything. So I think it's like it's a give and take. Yeah, it, it hurt Montreal tonight. I know he's he's a young player and he's going to make mistakes, but I think in the long term say maybe six months a year, maybe a year and a half down the road. And, and I don't, I don't think he's going to be a top two pairing. Like, but I mean, he is a five, like you said, a five, maybe a four, but I think that what he, he the way he played tonight, I know it wasn't good hockey wise, but I think in terms of overall team, I, I think it's a good thing. 100%. And, and maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think it long-term, I think the, the way he tries to establish that he's uh, not going to, Like get pushed around. Montreal's not going to get pushed around. And if something happens, he's going to come back. I, I think long-term, that's a good thing. Maybe not short-term, but a long-term. Thanks, uh, thanks for taking my call. 100%. I think it's, uh, it's better to to hold a horse than to have to to, to push a horse. You know, And the, yeah. in this case, that's a good thing. It's all about character and goodwill, but you're going to have to say, hold on, buddy. <laughs> like yeah. we, we know what you can do. Just... Take a breather and we're, we're going to go. We're going to relax a little bit. That's a good it, news. It's several years now, but that Tampa Bay Lightning power play is fun to watch. Huh? Yeah, but Tony, you know what? We, we The first show I had with you, we talk about the power play, right? We joke yeah. around and that's that's okay. Yeah. Can you compete with a power play that has five superstars that have been playing together for 15 years, passing the exact same play? Like, No, that, that power play is special because you know obviously I mean? they, have, they have special players. And Kucherov showed, you know, he showed his magic tonight. I mean, he was threading needles. My God, Kucherov looked like uh, like a 12-year-old playing versus six-year-olds on Beaver Lake. I mean, they couldn't touch the puck from him. It was unbelievable tonight. It was really, really good. And I so actually good. thought that Braden Point was a little bit off tonight because if Braden Point would have been on, I think Tampa Bay would have would have at least scored a couple more goals. But uh, Braden Point wasn't going at his best. I thought Kucherov played well. I thought Nick Paul played well. But I thought Braden Point was just okay. Larry in Burlington. How you doing? Very good. Burlington, Ontario? Yes. What's going on, Larry? Well, I got to tell you, I, I, I have to get this off my chest. Would somebody please do something with Matheson? If they took that puck and they shot it back to the point, I bet you eight times out of 10, he misses. And I've never seen that on the Montreal Canadiens 
in the 70 years I've been watching hockey. Robinson wouldn't do it. Savard, that puck never gets by these guys. What's with Matheson? What is the problem there? Can this be a, can they fix this problem with him? Max? Uh, I think uh, if you look at the season so far, I think Madison was really good for a good, good amount of games, but I understand your point. The reality is, I think in the, in a rebuild season, there are some guys that are not in the right, right spot. That's it. Like you're right now, Madison is in a position, let's say on the power play where in other teams are Edmund, Makar, Chris Latang, Carlson, all these guys. He's a great defenseman. I think he's a good skater right now. He's having a little bit of a tough stretch, but He's not a number one quarterback on the first PP in any other team in the NHL. And sometimes, while by not being in the in the right spot, you look like you, he's looking right now. You actually think the power play is hurting Matheson because, I mean, he's in a five-on-four situation. He's playing with some pretty good players. You just talked about it. By him not being a first-unit power play guy on let's just say half of the other teams in the National Hockey League, maybe more, you actually think that's hurting him? I don't think it's hurting him. I just think he's not on the... We're talking about the shots from the point, right? That yeah. was the, the, the question. Yeah. Well, I think if it's not your he's natural... He's never had a big shot, though. He's never had a oh, big shot. Exactly. Well, that, 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 that's my point. He's not in a spot where he's supposed to be. Like, yeah. take Madison, put him in any other team, he's never going to get that chance. So you're not going to see that he's going to shoot the puck and miss, you know? <laughs> like, so people are exposed right now. That's that's my point. Like, you're getting exposed by playing in a, in a team like, like we have right now. When Matheson is at his best, and he has not been at his best, especially, especially in the last two to three weeks, when Matheson's at his best, he skates better than any defenseman on his team. 100%. And his first pass is better than any, any defenseman on his team. He's hurt right now. It's 100% sure. And his transition game is better than any defenseman on the team, Larry. But I'll give you that. He doesn't get a shot on net very often. I'll give it to you, Larry. Yeah, good point, Larry. It's holding the puck in, though. He doesn't hold the damn puck in. You want, to, you want his phone number and call him, Larry? <laughs> I have to. I have to. Uh, the other question I have is, I know that the, this defense is young and what have you, but it seems uh, that the other teams are coming on this defense so fast, and these guys don't have a chance to get that puck out. Is it because they're young or... Where's the development in the defensive department with the Montreal Canadiens? Is there a development for these guys to improve on this? I mean, this is their second year, and I see a lot of holes back there. And they give up a lot of goals because of these mistakes. Yeah, 100%. And we're all seeing the same thing. I think there's many factors right now. Uh, the first one you've mentioned is the easy one. I think it's experience. You need to play some games to 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 make your mistakes. That that's the easy answer. But there's also the point that I mentioned early in the with Tony, the speed, which means your forwards are not coming as fast as uh, as you want as a D. So your option is coming maybe half a second too late. So when you look back and you're looking for an option, sometimes you have to eat it or you have to go to option B. So which make you slow down a little bit in your decision. Uh, there's also system. I think right now we're playing a tough system in our defensive zone, which 
doesn't give you the luxury to make a mistake because there's, I mean, in defensive zone, there's man-to-man, there's territorial defensive zone, or there's overload. That's basically the three systems that are played in the NHL. Overload meaning you have the demon putting pressure and the sentiment behind reading what's going to happen. And right now we don't have that because if the demon makes a mistake, there's no safety net. So it's right. a, it's, a, it's a mix of the of of a few things, but I totally agree with you. They they need to to figure it out. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate taking the time. Can I have, can I have one more question? Of course. Uh, question, Tony. Of course. I'm coming to Montreal in January. Is there a good steakhouse that you can recommend? Well, this is uh, Montreal. There's one restaurant better than the other. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you this. Um. Playground is one of our partners, yeah. and they're going to be opening up a steakhouse in the middle of December. Based okay. on what I've been told, it's going to knock your socks off. So if you want to come in for a steak, chances are you'll probably see me there. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk much, to you soon. Gentlemen. All right. Enjoy your Thank night. Thank you very much. There you have it, Larry, in Burlington. Uh, Max, uh, I've taken up a lot of your time, but we have a couple more calls. If you'd like Go to ahead, stick man. around, I'd love to have you. We're good? I, good. Yeah, all good. All right. Okay. Where are we going next? At one triple eight five eight five seven four two five, Andre is a big Canadians fan. He actually lives in Toronto. Andre, what's going on? Uh, not too much, Tony. Long time no here. Okay, tell me what's going on. So I just have. Uh, first of all, it's a pleasure uh, talking to Max because uh, he gave us a lot of good memories back in the in the uh, in the two thousand ten run or two thousand eleven run. Thank and, you. Uh, nice I, talking to you. <laughs> I I have three things to ask Max, and I know he played a lot a lot of uh, of, of role playing with, especially on the penalty kill. And I want to ask him about the penalty kill because I seem to think that they play more of a uh, a non rush kind of penalty kill. And what do you think about that? Is there something that catches your eye to say why don't they do this? this way and i'm i'm not trying to put down the uh the uh the the pk coaching i just think that there's something that's lacking in maybe anticipation or or kind of forcing the puck and it seems like because of that i think they're getting more injuries because of that because they're, they're 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 blocking more shots uh you well, got nick suzuki that's blocking shots you got uh, matthews himself that's blocking shots and and that's one thing i want to hear from you is what do you think about that Um, the other thing I, I, I want to ask you about St. Louis is at one point, at what point does he have to kind of say, okay, that development or that, or that development part of, uh, of that, uh, now I have to be more tougher. When does that come to play uh, yeah. during the season or maybe uh, uh, next season or what have you? Yeah. Uh, and I'll, I'd like to hear what you... Uh, All right, Max. As a former player, if I can add to Andre, Andre, thank you. As a former player, when your team is laying an egg and the coach gets upset and he lets the team have it, obviously to try and wake them up, is it something that bothers players? Is it something that some players are like, yes, okay, he's trying to wake us up. Good, I'm happy he's doing that. Or do players view it as, you know what, I don't like him doing that. I find mm -hmm. it embarrassing. How do players view a coach letting them have it when they're flat? Well, I think most of the guys, 
that are the good guys to win, they love it. And I think it's always a good test for players in the dressing room because you just look left, you look right, and you know who's going to win the cup with you. Because the guys that are shutting down and they're complaining, they're not good. They're not there for the good reason. It's that simple, you know. Like take it and move on and improve. Is that this is our leaders are acting in in the hockey team? And to answer the yeah the penalty kill question, well, obviously. From my opinion, I, I would love to see a little more pressure uh, cut the time and space, but I think it comes with confidence. And right now, passive maybe, boxes don't work anymore in 2023, Amex. Eh, well, it depends who you play play against, but I think right now we're respecting the superstars on the other team. But the reality is that's the difference between a team rebuilding and a team that's going to win the cup. You know, in Montreal, we're always talking about depth, and we need depth players, and it's important when the team that are winning cups, they don't have depth player. They have specialists. And that's that's the next step for us, is to get specialists. Good players that are unbelievable in the PK, blocking shots that never make mistakes, that are cutting the lines, that know when to press and can play in any system. And they're going to have an effect because they know their role. And when they focus and prepare for a game, their challenge and their... What makes them proud is being good on the PK. Let's say like I did. When I was getting ready in good teams like Vancouver, mm-hmm. I wasn't seeing the puck in the back of the net. I was seeing blocking five shots and my teammates be, being proud of me. That's the next step for the Canadian to, to be a little better, to get specialists, not just depth. One forward did not have a shot on goal in tonight's hockey game for the Montreal Canadiens. Without looking at the, the, uh, the game sheet that I know you're not, who would you think that is? One forward did not have a shot for the Montreal Canadiens tonight. Does uh, does it count if uh, Caulfield hit the crossbar or? No, it's it's not Caulfield. Okay, so that that was a shot. Uh, one forward, one forward. Evans, Bedzetta, Monahan. Well, that's a good question. Gallagher, Monan, Dvorak scored. I'll make it easy for you. Ready? Yeah, yeah, go. He's a guy who has really struggled with consistency over the past couple of years, and the coach wasn't happy with him out of camp. Huh? I don't remember that. <laughs> did he? Armia. Armia. Oh, well, yeah. All right, coach wasn't happy with him out of camp. You sent him to Laval, right? Yeah. Yoel Armia didn't have a shot on goal tonight. Yeah, I don't look. I don't look at him anymore, Tony. No disrespect. <laughs> it's my you've thrown, my. you've thrown in the towel, huh? I'm not throwing the towel. Like it is what it is. Great skills. You know, you know, you know who had a game that gave everything tonight. Hmm. If I would tell you that in seven minutes and nine seconds of action, Pizzetta. Michael Pizzetta had a goal, a yep. plus one, a shot, and six hits. Hmm. You know what? That's We're great always, bang for your that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, but Tony, let's say we take somebody that never watched a hockey game, okay? He yeah. doesn't know and doesn't know who the superstars are and doesn't Jean know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so let's take you say no, but you know what I mean? <laughs> let's say this person comes and watch the game. <laughs> Can you tell me they're gonna see the difference between Pezzetta and the rest of the guys? They're gonna say this guy wants it way more, way more than everyone else, and that's how yeah. you're supposed to play. Like, 
Kucherov tonight was competing like Pezzetta on the other side. I'm sorry, but heavy stick in the battle, wanted to play. We're, what we're seeing in the, is his skills and goals and assists and yeah. great plays, yeah. but he was engaged. And that's what you need to see. Your top players need to understand that they need to have a little bit of grinders in, in them. You know, this is how you win hockey games. Yes. It's not, all, it's not all about skills and it's not all about hard work. There's another level, you know. But I, I just, you know, no. you're going to end up hating me for the. But I just get back to, I'd love to be a fly on that wall in that room. And I know Marty St. Louis wants to win. There's no doubt about it, right? Because everything this guy has done in his life, it always goes back to winning, right? This guy's a winner at everything he's done, right? Yeah. But maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm not. It doesn't necessarily mean it's his message or Hughes's message or Gordon's message. But I just I, I get the feeling when you talk about because I know that Suzuki's got huge compete in him. I know he does. We didn't see it all that much tonight. But I know that Caulfield's got huge compete in him. We didn't see it all that much tonight. I know that Monahan's got huge compete in him. But we didn't see it all that much tonight. You know, I, I like there's some real ones on this team that didn't look like real ones tonight. They didn't look like real ones. On Saturday, some of them, and some of them didn't look like real ones the game before that versus Arizona. But I'm just wondering if for them, the way the message has been portrayed and sent out, if the lack of urgency at times is a result of a message that is not an overly urgent message. Well, at like the same the, time, the, I can... The message doesn't call for urgency. Yeah, but at the same time, it didn't take long for Armia to be in the minors this year. You know? Like, I know, but he's, he's an easy guy to do it to, though. I know. I, I agree, but... He's Yola Armia. He probably, you know, like... It only, he, doesn't let, let, let's... he doesn't carry a lot of weight in the room, Max, right? Yeah, I know. I, I understand what you're saying, but... Who are, you, who are you going to target right now? Anderson? You're going to sit him down? You know, like, who are you going to replace, replace him with? You're going to give more ice time to Armia? That The problem right now is there's not enough competition inside the team. You know, Suzuki, who's going to steal Suzuki's spot? He's going to play 82 games with Caulfield unless something happens and he's going to be on the first PP and He's never going to take it, get anything taken away from him. You're right. And Doc getting hurt removes some of that urgency, 100%. right? Because Doc could have been knocking on the wall wanting that number one center spot. 100%. Same thing with Arm, with uh, Caulfield. He's, he's our superstar, obviously, but who's going to take a spot on the power play? He doesn't even need these two guys. They don't even need to look at the board when they come in the dressing room in the morning. It's their PP, and nobody's going to challenge challenge to get their spot yeah you know like who's gonna who's gonna take the 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 madison spot and if they have four bad games you know, in like, a row the fifth well, game they're still on that first wave and they're exactly. not moving what is, like you need players it's yeah. all it's it, it it all goes together tony you got skills you got good players you got good veteran you got a good coaching you got a good you get a good a good team everybody's gonna fall everything's gonna fall in place because the first center is gonna be scared to lose his job 
the second center is going to scare the third center is going to push him. The fourth liner is going to be scared that they're going to make a call up and he's going to lose his job. The goalie is going to be scared to lose his net because the backup is as good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, we don't have that. I'm like, I'm, I said that in French this week and I want to say, say it in English for, for your crowd, but the reality this year is it's year two of a rebuild. Mm -hmm. And I think Marty St. Louis is so good with his press conference and the way he talks to media that he makes it look like it's not as bad as, as it is. He finds a way to be positive and he finds a way to see that we're, we're going to do better and all that. And it's like we forgot that we're rebuilding and we're not as good as we are. And then we, we win two games and people are saying, oh, we might have the chance to win the playoffs, to, to go in the playoffs. No, I'm sorry, but... It might happen. I don't yeah. see it. I, I don't see how. And we yeah, don't have the neither. players. That's it. Me neither. And I, I, I think that it's going to be an improvement on the points from a year ago, but ultimately it's probably going to end up being a bottom 10 team. Let's take gotta, one more call. Yeah. Wait, I got a question for you. Sorry. I know it's your show and I'm no, cutting no, no, you no, up. No, 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 no. It's your show. I, Let's go. I got a, I know. I got a question for you for, yeah. from your, from your opinion. How many, how many players away? Are we from being like a, a strong team in the NHL? Okay. So different ways I can answer this, but I'm going to tell you right now. You're going okay, you're going shopping today. I, I would tell what's you your that list? To, be, to be a Stanley Cup contender. Okay. They would need a number one defenseman. Yeah. With all due respect to Matheson. They would need a number one goalie with all due respect to the goalies there. Yeah. They would need so I mean with, with Doc being hurt, we so I mean they would need another centerman uh, and maybe clean out a centerman or two that they have, and they would beat another winger in the top six. So they would need a goalie, a centerman, a winger, a number one defenseman. They would need at least four pieces. Minimum. At least. I, I think they need a second line, a full second line. I think they need a first D, like you're saying. And I think they need a, let's say, we'll put Goulet in second chair or third chair as a D. We need a second or a third D. We need two top three on D, and we need a full second line. Minimum. So yeah. how can we compete every night with teams like Tampa? Even if we come tonight and we're pumped and we're playing hard. Well, you can just... compete, Max. You can compete because it's an 82-game season and any yeah, team can be any Sometimes, honestly. Right? I mean, nature, I mean like on paper, Florida should not have beat Boston last year in the first round. They did. On paper, Florida should not have beat Toronto in the second round, but they did. On paper, Detroit on Saturday night should not have beat the Boston Bruins, but they did. On paper, the Buffalo Sabres on Saturday night should not have beat the Toronto Maple Leafs, but they did. I mean, the, the, yeah, it's the they, National Hockey League, right? And you're yeah. supposed to do well yeah. versus teams that play two games in two nights, travel included. But exactly. the Canadians, obviously, yeah, are but Tony, Tony. very average. Yeah, that's another thing. Let's Let's... It's 2023 now. Mm -hmm. Okay. The guys, they get in the plane. They get a perfect meal. They drink the perfect drink. They don't drink that much alcohol anymore. They got all those recovery machines. They got everything you can think of. They wake up the next morning. They, they yeah. have the massage therapist, yoga session, stretches, and a day off because they don't practice anymore. 
They're not tired anymore, Tony, after playing two games and two nights. I'm sorry, but it's not like it used to be. <laughs> You're supposed to probably lose your legs a little bit in the third period, but I'll take your word for it. Okay, Max, why don't we do this? It's been fun, but let's end it with one more call. Yeah, Man, do I appreciate your time because you've been with us for about 60 over an hour now. Don't worry about uh, time. We started at 10.05. It's 11.06 as we speak. All right. Pierre Luc in Montreal, you are the final call of the night. It is the Sick Podcast. Yep. I'm Marinero, and he's former Hab, Maxime Lapierre of La Poche Bleu. Yeah, Lapinero. That's my name on uh, Tony, Tony's <laughs> podcast. Comment ça va, les gars? Je suis vraiment content de vous parler ce soir. Ça va bien, mon ami. Ça va très bien, Pierre-Luc. Merci beaucoup de ton appel. <clears throat> so I just wanted to talk about a few things. Maybe you talk about the draft and goaltenders, if that's okay with you guys. Yep. Vas-y, mon chum. C'est ton show. So, um... I was thinking about Montembeau tonight and the outing that he had. I think that he came in cold. But, um, you know, when you're playing without any pressure as a goaltender, it's a blessing. It's like when you're playing in a beer league, you don't play with pressure. You just come in and you can do really worse than what's happening, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just thought that uh, that was worth mentioning about the draft. Um, but I'm still not going to diminish the fact that he came in a difficult situation. He played well, you know, he, he, he did. did well. you know, because as much as there was no pressure, that four could have become eight. The Canadians weren't there tonight for the first two periods. I think uh, there's also, there's also the pressure. Like he's, it's his contract here, you know, like that, that's pressure when you're fighting for your life in the NHL. That's uh That's that's a lot of pressure as well, and I think the goaltender position overall, it's always pressure because right now he's fighting for a contract. Next thing you know, you have goalies that are in front of a powerhouse, and they have no choice but to make the saves and win the Stanley Cup. Like, yeah. it's a I think it's just a tough job overall. Like, it's it's that simple. Don't you think Montembeau's contract is done already? Well, I, I guess some people are. I, I was reading on social media that are saying that it's it's close, but honestly, I have no no info about that. Tony would know. I don't have info on that. Tony would know. <laughs> but I but I will tell you this. I will tell you this. I know the Canadians are shopping for a goalie, but <laughs> but I but I would still bet that Montembeau will definitely be back in the law firm a contract. But I know the Canadians are looking for a goalie. Short term, probably, because I think they drafted one in the third round that might do the trick. Over the long term, Fowler, I really like. But, uh, yeah, I, they, they should shot for someone, absolutely. And I, w I would say that from my side, and that that's not anything I'm, I'm hearing, but I would not be surprised if multiple signs for five years. Yeah, that would be great. I'll five years? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying I know anything, but that's that wouldn't surprise me. That's 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 an interesting number. You want to know why I say to you that's an interesting number? Well, besides Carey Price signing for five years, I don't know if memory like which Montreal Canadiens goalie has signed a, a a deal that long. That's a long deal. Yeah. But then again, it, it all depends if Kent Hughes sees him as part of his core going forward because he gave Suzuki and Caulfield, you know, the eight-year deals, right? Yeah, but, it, you know, so I think in nowadays, the, the years, they're not what they used to be. Like, I think it, if you're fighting for a spot in the NHL and somebody offers you five years, two million a year, you're going to take it, right? Exactly. 
Find uh, it. it all depends on what the number is. I mean, exactly. that's, yeah, if that's an attractive number like that, yeah, you know, there's no doubt about it. Exactly. Hey, Pierre, look, merci beaucoup de ton appel. C'est très apprécié. Thank you for your call. We'll talk Thank to you, you soon. guys. It was nice talking to you. Nice talking to you. Merci beaucoup. Maxime Lapierre, as usual, mon ami, t'étais en feu. You, my friend, were on fire. <laughs> Look at that. You're, you're Look, unreal, man. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> hey, I even picked up the panic button, but I didn't hit it tonight. There's still no panic, but uh, one more loss on the Thursday night. I think we're going to hit the panic button. So the, the, the panic tough schedule. Will probably, tough schedule. Will probably make its debut on t- once once again before we let you go. Let's bring up that schedule. Let's do that right now in ending. Yeah. Okay, there you have it. Thursday night, the Canadians are in Detroit. On Saturday, they host Boston. On Sunday, they host Vancouver. On Tuesday, they host Calgary. On Thursday, they host Vegas. Then they go to Boston a couple of nights later. Then the Thanksgiving week in the United States, there's the game in Anaheim on the Wednesday night at 10 p.m. On the Friday at 3.30 p.m. in San Jose. And on the Saturday at 4 p.m. in Los Angeles. So that's three games in three and a half days. And then they'll finish off the month of November, of course, in Columbus on the Wednesday night, and then back at the Bell Center versus the Florida Panthers on the Saturday night. Maxime Lapierre, always bringing it, my friend. He is co-host of La Poche Bleu, along with Guillaume Latendresse. And I very much appreciate you taking the time. Thanks again, Max. Thanks, my friend. See you guys. Take care. Merci beaucoup. You call me anytime. All right, okay. There you have it. Maxime Lapierre. I'm very, very happy to be part of his panel. Uh, on their segment called La Tavern Hockey. And once again, I want to thank all of our sponsors for being such great partners and friends of the show. La Bitta TB, brewed in Quebec, a winner of a dozen international awards. La Bitta TB offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bitta TB, embrace your true nature. Also brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, a leading full-service logistics provider serving all of North America. They are driven to be different and playground over 600 machines poker tournaments and playground casino games daily promotions unmatched customer service why go anywhere else located just over the mercier bridge only minutes from downtown montreal for all of you watching on facebook on twitter on youtube you my sick army you my sick community if you like the show tonight like it share it with your friends comment sick s-i-c-k s-i-c-k if you're going to listen on apple cool Apple, Google, or Spotify. Leave us a five-star review if you can. It's our way of feeling the love. We'll be back tomorrow night. Same time, same place. Wednesday night, tomorrow night. I will be back. For Agnello, Sammy, and Juliana, Master Control. Once again, they're Cavallaro. I'm Marinaro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination.